1: This is Monica Perez, your Libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And what better topic for a Libertarian to cover than Rand Paul announcing that he's going for the Republican nomination for the 2016 presidential election. His father, Ron Paul, big Libertarian, real pure So pure that he was widely regarded as unelectable. I personally think that he could have been elected just fine if the media weren't highly biased, if the voting protocols were totally legitimate. Really, I believe that. Uh, And I think that in the general election, somebody like Ron Paul could really have drawn votes from both sides of the aisle. His son Rand Paul is a little bit different. He uh, calls himself a libertarian Republican. He's pivoted towards uh, the center, at least, of the Republican uh, mainstream, especially with regard to foreign policy. And my question has been, is he really like that? Is he just trying to be pragmatic to win? Because obviously his father, who took a hard line that We absolutely cannot engage in foreign entanglements, as George Washington would say, uh, unless there is a real imminent physical threat to the United States. And we're actually going in uh, to the country responsible for that. So when 9-11 happened, we had no right to invade Iraq because it's just too remote. Saddam Hussein wasn't even accused of being, well, maybe he was, but there's no evidence connecting Saddam Hussein to 9-11 Uh, that the standard just wasn't high enough for that. So that's his position. Rand is a little bit different. He uh, signed on to sanctions against Iran, stuff like that. So the question is, is Rand Paul sincere in his foreign policy views? Is he going to win friends in the Republican Party with those views? Is he going to alienate libertarians? I think that's the main issue with Rand. And I have on the line uh, a, a very active Atlanta libertarian, Kurt Wallace. He also uh, is a voice on Rare.us, which is a great conservative website with a very strong libertarian presence. I write for Rare.us also. Uh, hi, Kurt. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I'm so glad you called. I want to talk about the Rand Paul issue. I know that you have some, uh, you're closer to this kind of stuff than I am I don't I am not as political a libertarian I'm such an extreme libertarian that I'm kind of I vote because I feel morally obliged to vote but I'm conflicted because I think at some level it validates a system that is not really honest it's it's corrupted but let's talk about if you would Uh, This thing about Rand Paul, do you think that his foreign policy viewpoints are exactly what he says they are, or is he trying to be pragmatic, compromise? I mean, I wouldn't hold it against him. That's what politicians do.
2: Well, uh, it's an interesting question, and I think it's a very important question, especially for someone like myself, who was uh, really a neoconservative sheep until I heard Ron Paul on stage uh, battling with Rudy Giuliani over foreign policy and then michael Scheuer backing him up the next day with the uh, rudy's reading list and and it, and it shocked the system for somebody like me who thought yeah we have to fight the war on terror uh i turned 180 degrees and uh and so i realized that uh that i was supporting uh violence and and death in a way that uh that was absolutely uh astonishing
1: well and let me let me when, say i when think when, I, when Let me just tell you, Kurt, when when I hear people worry that Ron Paul's foreign policy is dangerous, I think what you're getting at is uh, or I should say something that I think people need to think about is if radical Islam is the real problem or if it's exploited, even fostered by the very deep kind of state or like if there's a shadow government, if you if you look down that rabbit hole, there are there's question of whether radical Islam is the real problem, or an excuse for geopolitical action, and then the, the, even if you think that radical Islam is the real problem, is this aggressive foreign policy helping, or is it making it worse? So, I had well, also it absolutely a makes it of worse, mind. And, and I think that
2: Rand Paul understands that. And if you if you uh, want to YouTube any listeners, YouTube the speech he gave at the Value Voters uh, event, or I think that's what it was, the Value Voters. um basically he called it the war on christians and he said yes there's a war on christianity and he cited all of these uh violent atrocities where they behead priests and 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 ministers and they they kill christians uh there is a radical element of Islam, that's part of it. There's a radical element of every religion and, uh, people are insane and they do insane things and it's, uh, it's something to recognize how you, how you approach it is very important. And the way that Rand Paul addressed those, uh, savages, which I would call the, the right wing savages who would, if they didn't have U.S. military to do their bidding, they would be acting like radical Muslims themselves. And I'm talking about Americans. And they're just as bloodthirsty as uh, that small element of the Muslim culture. Now, Kurt,
1: hold that thought. We need a traffic break-in, but you really got a hot sports opinion, so I want to get to it. Right. Just a sec. <laughs>
3: This is a traffic red alert from the WSB 24-hour traffic center. Unfortunately, no improvement. 575 northbound. All lanes remain closed at Highway 92. That's mile marker 7. We've got two cars involved in a fire here, and it does look like they've at least moved those out of the road. The injury has been transported, but unfortunately traffic continues to get by. Single file on that right shoulder. The delay stretching well past Bells Ferry Road now. You'll want to take that Chastain Road exit. More traffic coming up in just a little bit. I'm Paul Groover.
1: So, Kurt, how does Rand address this issue? How does he walk this line?
2: Okay, the way he addresses it is he gives credence to the reality that radical Islam exists. But then he he brings a strategy of us having uh, uh, a relationship with the Muslim world, embracing the Muslim world in a way that they can police themselves because we create more uh, of a reaction by the way that we've gone in there, and 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 every you know every poll that you see in in in, uh, in how we've dealt with uh, foreign policy has swayed in the way of Ron Paul. Okay, so uh, most Americans believe that we made a mistake going into Iraq, and that uh, this this endless war is not the way to handle. Uh, the situation. Okay,
1: there. so what would you say to libertarians who think that Rand Paul is in some of these sound bites, certainly, or like in signing that letter to Iran and supporting sanctions for Iran, which his father did not do? Mm-hmm. What, what's yeah. the answer to libertarians? Is he, is he genuinely thinking these are the right things to do? Is he just trying to not be a jerk as a Republican doing what people want?
2: Well, I think that you have to listen to what he's saying. You have to listen, and and you know how uh, a lot of libertarians think that there's code going on and and sort of a conspiratorial sense with uh, neoconservatives and Kissinger and and the the deep uh, neoconservative. Yeah, uh, we can touch on that
1: after the. And and with
2: speeches uh, that Bush has given or Obama
1: or any, any,
2: any elitist, right? Well, listen to Rand Paul. He's actually speaking to libertarians. And he's speaking to libertarians and saying, listen, I'm on your side. And this is just my own, my own impression. Okay. Uh, he, I'm on your side, uh, but, uh, but we have to give uh, credibility to bring uh, those people over to us. We have to, we have to honor the fact that, that they have fear and that there is a reality to some of the things that they're concerned about, but the strategy is... Uh, uh, is to join with the Muslim world because a majority of the Muslim world is not radical. I mean, there's there's uh, how many how many Muslims over a billion? Well, Muslims. yeah, well over. Mm-hmm. Right, and so it's a very small uh, fraction, and uh, and there are so many types of Muslims. And and in that speech, Rand Paul talks about the rich history of Iran and Persia. He talks about uh, what they've contributed to to mankind.
1: Okay, I want I want to say when he when When you say he's talking to libertarians, he acknowledges, I noticed he acknowledges our fears that there is a power elite, a shadow government, a kind of extranational, you know, above the nation um kind of cabal that when he was announcing that he's running for president and he said, "We need to take this country back." I felt he's a guy as Ron Paul's son, who definitely knows what that means, what that means to me, yeah. that I feel like, this country, not because Obama is a Muslim, but because all these guys for the past, you know, numerous presidents uh, have been really uh, pawns of whether they know it or not of this of this shadow government. I want to touch on that. I want to I want to take our break. I want you to hang on, Kurt, and I want to talk about like the Council on Foreign Relations as maybe what Hillary called the mothership, the ground zero of this, and kind of compare and contrast. Ryan Paul's bona fides with Ted Cruz's in that regard, if you know where I'm going. Uh, And then uh, at the bottom of the hour, I'm going to take some calls, 1-800-WSB-TALK. But you're on with, uh, Kurt Wallace is on with me, Monica Perez, and we'll both be back in a minute.
3: Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.
1: It is going to be 76 as the high tomorrow with a mix of sun and clouds. And the weather today and all weekend is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. And we are here talking about Rand Paul and his bid for the Republican nomination. I'm on with Kurt Wallace, who is uh, a a writer, interviewer, a voice on rare.us. Hey, Kurt. Hey. So I want to know, you've done some stuff. uh, You are... Rare is a pretty conservative website, but has a robust libertarian corner, and you have put some stuff on there recently about Rand Paul. Can you give to us in a nutshell what you think are the most important points that you've learned from some of these insiders?
2: Yes, I've had uh, two interviews that I think are are, uh, really valuable for people to check out. One is with Jeffrey Tucker. Jeffrey Tucker is a senior fellow at the uh, Foundation for Economic Education in Atlanta, Georgia, used to be with uh, the Mises Institute. Yeah, Mises, Lago I know Chair him. Books, I know. Uh, he's a he's an anarchist. He's he doesn't believe in voting. He doesn't believe in the political system.
1: Can we say uh, an anarcho capitalist? Because some people think that means a communist. Sure, you can say that. <laughs> uh, in okay, other words, get. He believes
2: in the non-aggression principle yeah. and that we should be able to self-govern and be responsible for ourselves and uh, uh, and free trade and and um, so Jeffrey Tucker. Uh, is is about as as ex, as extreme in the libertarian um, field as as you can get, right? Um, highly intelligent, but uh, isn't isn't part of the political system. However, I uh, went to an event with him and then ended up interviewing him about Rand Paul because of our conversation on the plane. He uh, sees that Rand Paul is very much like his dad. Uh, uh philosophically, ideology, um, but that he's been frustrated with his dad's lack of interest in uh, pushing the message forward and really trying to win. Uh, where and,
1: can where can people listen to that interview?
2: Well, if you Google uh, Kurt Wallace, Jeffrey Tucker, Rand Paul. Then you can you can find that. All right, uh, and particular I'm. Interview.
1: I'm going to post it on my website and I'll post it on my Facebook page and everything. People can find this stuff uh, at MonicaPerezShow.com com. Also, and I really appreciate your uh, calling, Kurt, about these. Um, you know, from a real hardcore libertarian perspective, how Rand kind of plays with the libertarian crowd. So thanks so much for calling. And uh, you're going to have to do it again during this long presidential race. Thanks
2: for having me. I'm looking forward to the debate.
1: Yes, I can't wait. My mother used to say, just fast forward to the Ron Paul parts." So I usually watch them on uh, afterwards. This is Monica Perez. You want to call and respond to Kurt's comments? 404 750 1-800-WSB-TALK.
3: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB
1: With a jam-packed show this Saturday afternoon So before I let it get away from me Let me give away this weekend's McDonald's prize pack First to call will get A pair of tickets to see the Atlanta Ballet's Modern Choreographed Voices April 17th through 19th at the Cobb Energy Center And a McDonald's $25 gift card 404-741-0750. 404-741-0750. 1st person to call gets the prize pack. But I'm going to talk to Brett in Bold Springs. Brett, you are on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Hey, so wait, let me... Sorry, I didn't I didn't recap. We've been talking about Rand Paul throwing his hat into the ring. I just got off the phone with Kurt Wallace, a real uh, hardcore Atlanta libertarian, wrote, writes for rare.us. And I think that... You and and Kurt, I know Kurt, and I know you from the show, from calling. Uh, I think that you probably have a lot of similar views as he. But you're you said you tweeted to me, I would never vote for Rand Paul. So tell me what you got.
0: Um, yeah, the thing that aggravates me the most is, and you know, I followed Rand for a little while. Um, he is he he may claim to be a libertarian of some you know stripe. But he's really not. And it bothers me that he, to me, he's bastardizing the libertarian title to help him get votes or to follow on his father's
1: footsteps. Do you think there's any chance that he is a libertarian and is just uh, not, and is just acting like he isn't? I'm not saying that's better. I'm just asking, is there any chance of that?
0: No, because I've seen, uh, and I've tweeted you an article from almost two years ago where he was courting some evangelicals saying that He was opposed to ending the law on drugs, um, that he favored maybe some decriminalization, um, and that he supported traditional marriage. And obviously his foreign policy is not in line with the non-aggression principle and the non-interventionist, uh, ideal. So I don't really count him as a libertarian. He may be fiscally libertarian. You know, he may support the fair tax or whatever or, you know, abolishing the IRS. But as far as him being a libertarian, Absolutely not. And here's the other thing too: he he won't get elected. There's no way. The Republicans will not allow a pseudo libertarian in, <laughs> yeah. in place in their party.
1: I mean, that's so, the that's the thing you have to wonder: does it does it even matter? Is there any way for you to actually be uh, a fake libertarian or libertarian ish or any of that? You you completely blow up any chance you have to get the support of the republican establishment and without it you're never getting out of the primaries
0: right and that's what that you know that's what made me so mad about ron paul ron yeah well here's the deal look if you're a libertarian be a libertarian because that title has meaning and it is important and if you're going to be like well i'm a libertarian but i'm gonna run as a republican if you're willing to sell that out to get elected then to me, I just ask, well, what else are you willing to sell? Well, out? but
1: I mean, you don't have to like de- believe what the Republican defines itself to be. I mean, the the neoconservatives have deliberately redefined the Republican Party. You can find it in that review I did of the book Neoconservatism. Right. But, but, I, but I mean, so you he doesn't ha- he said the third party thing. The system the the it's the deck is stacked against coming out as a third party. It's a total waste of time. He no, said.
0: I disagree with that because he okay. tried that. No, here's the thing. It's been done before, and I hate to use uh, what's his name? Ross uh, Perot? No, no. Oh, screw Ross Perot. The Minnesota governor. What was it? Jesse Van Oh, Gary. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he, was, he was a libertarian. He called himself an independent. I mean that mean, mad, but he got elected on libertarian principles. Okay. But at the so we,
1: state level?
0: The... Well, you know, it, it takes, you know, it, it's not going to be an easy battle, and it's going to take time. But if you're just willing to sell out the libertarian title and the principles that it stands for just to get elected then to me you're doing a disservice to the idea of the Libertarian Party, which is, and you know, one of the things I love about when you talk fundamentals, a lot of people don't even know they're Libertarian. So get yes. the name out there. Hey, I'm a Libertarian. This is what I stand for. Oh, we can get behind that. That's how you win. That's how, that's how you do it honestly. I'd rather lose it honestly well, than to win it Yeah, be fake.
1: That does go to something that I have said many times, like with Romney. Voting for Romney who was really a socialist on so many levels and would also go for the... He totally approves of Obama's foreign policy, so you really weren't getting anything for it. But but people called and berated me for saying, hey, vote for Ron Paul, write him in, vote for your mom, whatever, but don't vote for the lesser of two evils if he is also... Uh, Evil. If he's not offering you anything, why sell out your principles and then lose as well? Like people were ashamed of themselves for selling out, and then they ended up losing.
0: Yeah, and and a lot of people, you know, that's a very purist standpoint, you know. And maybe purism doesn't win you all the elections or even get you in in the seat sometimes. But you got to start somewhere. And and let me tell you something, Rand Paul. He's faking
1: it. That's a non-starter for you. well, i I don't I, I don't know if I have any faith in the system anyway. Like, I don't think we're going to reform take our, you know he says Rand Paul said, take our country back. I don't think we're taking our country back by voting. I'm not even sure the votes actually get counted properly. So I have no hope for that system. but i I do think I guess my preference, too would be Ron Paul's approach, which is it gets people, fired up about and understand the real ideas and elections don't matter anyway as somebody i saw on a facebook post said look at all that ron paul did without even wanting to win the election so uh, i i can understand ron paul's place his position why he's coming at it that way but yeah I, I am a purist i'm beyond ron paul anyway i really don't think this government has any hope this system is too corrupted in my opinion i'm going to Bo in atlanta hi Bo. you're on with monica
3: hey monica how are you doing today good how are you Pretty good. Uh, I'm kind of going to take an opposite stance of of what Brett there was just saying. I, I think that it, what you, your response to him even goes along with this. To get to the libertarian side, and I don't consider myself libertarian. I'm more conservative, but I'm willing to vote libertarian, leading or leaning, because I think that too much of the country votes social issues instead of actual foreign policy, fiscal issues. Uh, the, the, the stuff that, really that the matters. federal
1: government's supposed to be doing. Yes,
3: exactly. You know, take care of your social, your moral issues within the house. Don't don't depend on the government to do it. I mean, I'll never get behind and support legalizing any drug use or or gay marriage. But that's that's not going well, to. Well, the Tenth Amendment voting. says
1: that stuff are state issues. Those things are state I issues. I
3: agree. and that's what I'm saying. So that wouldn't stop me from voting. Got it. From a from a libertarian, right? Or from even a libertarian leaning republican or conservative because if we're going to we're not going to go from socialist america that we are so close to being right now to libertarian overnight we didn't get to yeah. socialist america overnight it, i feel like it, it was
1: um an a a to, here hold on i i feel like that's like uh, an idea from aristotle or something where if you have a problem aim for the furthest extreme away from your problem and you'll probably just end up in the middle and that's why i've never shied away from taking a very extreme libertarian position because the best hope is going to be or what the more likely outcome someplace in the middle
3: exactly i mean i was i've been raised very conservative as a you know traditional maybe even more conservative than most southerners would be a lot of my friends have strayed away from that and they're more stout libertarian and i i appreciate that they're looking out for the the true concerns that speaks to all Americans you know I, i've got a 2 year old son if i want him to grow up with certain social ideals that's for me to teach him not for the government to enforce one way or the other
1: yeah, that's a good point. And, th- and the reality is there is absolutely no chance on earth that even if Rand Paul or Ron Paul were elected, that we would all of a sudden get this new small government. Everything would change. We'd be back to so the way it was with our founders. There'd be no IRS. There'd be no Fed. It's not happening. It's not happening. And e- if they those guys got in, they could probably cause a little trouble for the power elite, which is on a complete roll with the puppets that they've got working uh but i don't think there's any risk at all in getting one of these guys in there and i also think there's probably no chance of getting them in there but anyway let me go to john in atlanta hi john you're on with monica
4: hi i was wondering if you happen to see the video clip of of rand paul during an interview where he's questioned if he believes if he has the same convictions as his father and he just absolutely breaks character
1: when was it from how long this ago this was
4: uh this was during the last presidential running, okay. and it's uh, right as uh, Ron Paul was kicked out of the uh, basically everything for being cheated, but that's my own opinion.
1: That he was uh, cheated, that Ron Paul was cheated out of his votes and that kind of thing, right? Yeah, that. Yes. Right around then, they Absolutely. did an interview
4: with Rand Paul after he supported Mitt Romney. Yeah. But during that interview, they asked if he was as convicted to his beliefs as his father, and immediately upon this happening, he, he takes a very, you know, political stance. And then they say, a lot of people don't believe you have the same convictions. And he breaks character immediately and says, do not dare think that I think less about this country than my father. It is an incredible, just it's like an eight-second clip in the interview.
1: All right. Well, send it to me or post it on my Facebook page, MonicaPerezShow.com. I think that that's possible from what you're saying that what he's saying is that he does have convictions. He does have principles as strong as his father, but they might not be the same as his father. But I can't imagine growing up in a house with Ron Paul and not knowing that he's right. He was so pure in his principles and everything is put on the touchstone of his principles. And I, I can't imagine that Rand would fall far from the tree. I mean, what was your impression in conclusion?
4: My impression was pretty much essentially that it didn't sound like he, his convictions were questioned in that, in that state of, you know, believing the greater good for America as a whole. It was, When you hear him speak on that, it's this very quick and shift tonal, like, change. You just hear it shift, and then he goes back to being his political
1: kind of in the middle. I got what you're saying. I got what you're saying. Yeah, that there's definitely a, uh, a sense that he has his politicians hat on with all this stuff that seems that we're debating whether he really thinks this, what are the implications of that, how libertarian is he? That's the political man. And in reality, when the doors are closed, I mean, he shares an apartment with his father in DC, the two of them. I just don't think that they're far apart. Uh, but. I have seen him kind of laugh and joke around and stuff. I think that there probably is an inner Rand Paul, whereas I was talking earlier, I don't know if I'll be able to get to it, about Ted Cruz, who I think is fake in the opposite way. I think he acts like he really cares about us, that he cares about liberty and stuff. But I was just reading all this stuff about his wife is uh, just recently stopping a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, was a managing director at Goldman Sachs. Those are the those are the establishments, the institutions that people feel are the shadow government. And if he is literally in bed with those two institutions, then you really do know where his heart lies. I think it is not as clear with Rand Paul. Uh gonna wrap it up after this, few more take a few more calls. This is Monica Perez.
3: Monica Perez on News 955 at AM 750 WSB.
1: Looks like it's going to be a nice day again tomorrow, but it might rain on Monday. So check in with WSB for Kirk Mellish's weather. And remember that the weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. I'm wrapping it up. I have time for one more call. Uh, But I also want to tell you, I didn't uh, get as much time today as I thought. So there's stuff on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, about the media bias against Rand Paul. I guess they think he's a threat. Ted Cruz some crazy stuff that makes me think he's a total fake uh Kurt Wallace was our special guest he's got some interviews I'm gonna post along with my podcast and some stuff you might not know about Boston Marathon bombing convicted uh uh Jahar Sernaev you can also find that on Monica I am gonna give Chad the last word hi Chad you're on with Monica
3: hey what's going on um i just i just wanted to i guess this is more of a, an opinion thing to to me as far as the republican and democrat party there there's there's everybody, i mean that you got the r and the d in front of everybody's name but there is no difference i mean rand paul okay he he you know he's he's slack on foreign policy what everybody says but really and truly really why why the u s trying to police the world you know is 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 it necessary?
1: And you both know, I mean, the Republicans, whether you have an R or a D, they both want to do that. I, I really concluded that they want to burn through bombs and increase the debt. Like I just can't think of any other reason to create this kind of havoc in the world.
3: Oh, I agree. I agree totally. I mean, because there's no there's 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 no fiscal policy. Period. No matter no no matter which party you go with, but there's not enough there's not enough voters to vote to to vote a Rand Paul. Or even like Ron Paul. That's I don't even know
1: if there were enough voters, they probably would totally take over electronic voting. I really don't even think that we have a grip on the voting anymore. That's how bad I think it is. But... They do care about our opinions, which is why they have such a tight grip on the media. So it is important that we keep talking about these ideas. And I do continue this conversation all week long. My website, MonicaPerezShow.com. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter through that. And I'm here on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.